0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's the motto here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Locked On Panthers. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at JulianCouncil. Because every single Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Part of the weekly Friday mailbag here on the show. To participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag, either at me or DM me at Julian Council over on Twitter. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. And possibly a couple guys in the Carolina Panthers or who were Carolina Panthers until 4 p.m. on Tuesday, might need to head over to LinkedIn to go find a new job, as unfortunately Carolina had to cut the roster down from 80 to 53 players, as is a part of NFL rules heading into week one next week against the Cleveland Browns at Bank of America Stadium here in Uptown Charlotte. I gave you all my roster projection yesterday, and if you watch the show on YouTube you probably caught it after the LaVishka-Chenault trade and also Dennis Daly, who I didn't think was going to make the roster. Anyways, you would have caught it after those trades. I did put a comment down there to let you know that on the podcast feed, I had changed it. It's too much of a pain in the ass to go back here and to put up a new video. They take too long to get up there. I also ate the whole video editing process and never really wanted to be on YouTube. I was totally fine kicking back on my couch, hanging out like this, and doing a show. But now i got to like, be... All, like I'm conscious about what I'm wearing. I gotta stare at the camera for 30 minutes and I hate it so much. But either way, I appreciate everyone who watched the show on, on YouTube. Just letting you know, still kind of annoyed that I have to add this extra step every day. But the show's grown, it's been great. Either way, you would have seen that I did an update, but if you watched on YouTube, you might not have caught that update. So things, of course, changed after my roster projections. But for the most part, everything that I was told was gonna happen pretty much happened as it pertains to the Carolina Panthers roster. Here is the list of players who are no longer with the Carolina Panthers. Zane Gonzalez, the Carolina Panthers put him on season-ending IR. They also do not have a kicker on the roster at this point in time. So his season is over. Brandon Zilstra, who's been a special teams ace the last couple of years, he is gone. Maybe they'll add him to the practice squad. That will be a common theme among all these players I'm going to list off. Keith Kirkwood, cut from the roster again. He's been on a practice squad the last two years. Justin Burris which I think a lot of people are going to see as a surprise cut. I was surprised when I sat there and spoke to someone close to the team last week, and they were telling me that Burris was unlikely to make the roster. I did not expect that. John Chandler gets a nod over him, Sam Franklin, because of special teams at safety gets a nod over Justin Burris, who was a starting free safety the last two years out of North Carolina State. Julian Stanford is someone I had on the roster, a linebacker. I had a feeling that maybe they'd only keep five, and quite honestly, I did not ask about the linebacker position. That's my own fault. He's on IR. Rest of the season, he's gone. I didn't even know he got injured, so I totally missed that. Maybe he would have been on the roster had he not had to go on season-ending IR. on IR. Spencer Brown, the running back, who injured his ankle against New England a couple weeks ago, he has been waived, um, and he also had to get, get an injury settlement. Another running back, John Lovett's gone. Wide receiver, Derek Wright, someone that they would love to bring back to the practice squad. He's gone. He caught a lot of balls. C.J. Saunders, who was injured for most of the preseason. He came back last week. He has also been waived. Imagine a will be someone on the practice squad. Wide receiver, Charleston Rambo out of Miami. He's gone. Rashawn Henry, a wide receiver, is gone. Colin Thompson, who has been on this roster the last two years as a tight end. I don't think he made the roster in 2020. Off the bat, but eventually was on the practice squad. Came back, another one of those guys who should be on the practice squad. Had a really interesting conversation um, with Pat Elfline on his podcast about Christian McCaffrey throwing up a ton during one of those games last year when he was um, cramping. So go check that out. I guess if you want to go see another po- uh, t- listen or watch another podcast that pertains to the Carolina Panthers. Josh Babbitts also another tight end who's gone. Deontay Brown, six round pick out of Alabama from a year ago, has been cut. The hope is, again, to put him on the practice squad, overweight, and just got beat out. Doesn't have many positions, other than right guard or maybe left guard. Like Cade May is, as I told y'all, the positional flexibility, something that we found out last year when the Panthers signed Cam Irving and Pat Elfline. It has worked with Pat Elfline, at least. That is something that they certainly favor over a player, who is just a master of one position. They rather have a master of none than someone who's just going to be right there in one position and also the weight issues. So Deontay Brown hopefully will be here. I still think he has potential. It's just going to be a constant battle for him to stay in playing shape and at the proper weight. Uh, Mike Horton, also another offensive lineman, he's gone. Sam Tecklenburg, he's gone. Probably another practice squad guy. Uh, Defensive end, Austin Larkin. Defensive end, Drew Jordan. Defensive end, Daryl Johnson, who the Carolina Panthers sent a six-round pick to Buffalo a year ago for as a special teams player. Didn't really factor that much into special teams. He's now gone. I'm sure someone will probably pick him up off the waiver wire as he is a special teams type of player. Uh, Defensive tackle, Frank Heron's also cut. Linebacker, Josh Watson. Aaron Mosby. Isaiah Graham Mobley. He was waived. Also, injury settlement for him. Cornerback, Tay Hayes. Looked really good with the pick six that he had against uh, New England a week ago. Then last week against Buffalo. Didn't really hear much from him. He was someone who was always bound for the practice squad. Hopefully that will be the case. Kalen Barnes, a seventh round pick out of Baylor. Not good enough to break through in that special in that cornerback room. Really special teams. Couldn't beat out Stan Thomas Oliver, who's been a special teams ace for the Panthers the last two seasons. He's not on the roster. Maybe he'll be, again, another practice squad guy. Madre Harper, also in Kenny Robinson Jr., fifth-round pick out of the AAF back in 2020, now is 0 for 3 in making the roster. So again, Zane Gonzalez, Julian Stanford, probably two guys who would have made the roster who are on IR. So a breakdown of who is on the 53-man roster. All the names that you probably knew were going to be on the roster. Anyways, quarterbacks, they have three. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker. Sam's going to go on IR. It's about four weeks. That's the timeline we're looking at. Matt Rule's hoping he can beat that. So the Panthers will add another player. Running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, there's three of them. Wide receivers, seven. Did not expect that to be the case. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Shai Smith, Andre Roberts, Terrace Marshall, Rashard Higgins, and LaVisca Chenault are the seven wide receivers. Tight ends, there's four. Ian Thomas, Tommy Trimble, Stephon Sullivan makes the roster over Colin Thompson, and then Gio Ritchie is also on the roster. We'll also play a little bit of fullback this upcoming season. Offensive line, there's nine. Iki Brady Christensen, Pat Elfline, Bradley Bozeman, Austin Corbett, Taylor Moten, Cam Irving, Michael Jordan, and Cade Mays. Defensive line, there are 10. Brian Burns, Matt Ioannidis, Derek Brown, Etor Grossmatos, Marquise Haynes, Davion Nixon, Amari Barno, Bravion Roy, Marquand McCall, who absolutely earned his way, and I hope he gets to stick around. And Phil Hoskins was a name I did not have, the seventh rounder out of Kentucky from a year ago. I expect the Carolina Panthers to be active on the waiver wire. I still think that they're going to try and add – an edge rusher. And if they do that, Hoskins, McCall will be the first guys to go. So they're on the roster for now. That's why it's the initial 53 man roster and why I was trying to just nail that into your head last night and let you know. Like the roster is fluid. There's never a final roster. I guess in the playoffs, you, have, you can only have a certain amount of guys. But either way, the roster is always going to be fluid. We're going to see that. Guys are going to come up. They're going to be cut. They're going to trade for other players. Hopefully, don't give up too many picks. That's what we're looking at right there with defensive linemen. Ten linebackers, only five. Shaq, Thompson, Frankie Louvu Damian Wilson, Corey Littleson, Brandon Smith. And if you really look at it, those are the only five guys who really needed to be on the roster at the linebacker position. Then in the secondary, um, a position group where I asked whether they would keep nine or ten, how many they would keep, they kept ten. Dante Jackson, J.C. Horn, C.J. Henderson, Keith Taylor, and Stan Thomas Oliver at cornerback. At safety, Jeremy Chen, Xavier Woods, Sean Chandler, Miles Hartsfield. And Sam Franklin, of course, making the team over Justin Burris. Then special teams, only two. Johnny Hecker at punter and J.J. Jansen at long snapper. So, ten defensive linemen did not expect that to happen. Only keeping five linebackers. The injury to Julian Stanford, I believe, played a role into that and that. And then kept seven. And all six, I thought they would keep. And then Chenault, who they traded for after I recorded the podcast last night. The Panthers are um sixth on the waiver wire. Teams have until Wednesday to uh, tomorrow, so Wednesday or today, whenever you're listening, I'm going to put this out on Tuesday, of course, um, but they have until Wednesday to place a claim. Start expecting to see some news around noon on Wednesday. So, again, three quarterbacks, Sam's going on IR. Zane Gonzalez is on season-ending IR. The Panthers are going to try and find another kicker. They brought in Brian Johnson. They also brought in Eddie Pinheiro, and there was a few others. I saw Joe Person put this out there on Twitter um, on Monday, there's a, there's five kickers in total that the Carolina Panthers had worked out as I'm trying to scramble to find that. Okay, so they also brought in Taylor Bertolette from Texas A&M, uh, Chase McLaughlin from Illinois, and Matthew Wright from Central Florida. So maybe one of those three, plus Brian Johnson out of Virginia Tech and Eddie Pinheiro out of Florida, one of those guys will work out. We will see. They have to sign a kicker, so Darnold would be gone. Then that's when they'll add a kicker. They'll look and see who's available, and also the guys that they've worked out. Not a decision that needs to be made on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. At least by next Monday, they need to have a kicker on the roster here in Carolina. So we'll see how that works out. And again, I still think they're going to add a pass rusher. The guys that we just named, not all of them are going to be on the roster come Monday. Whether it's injury, which you hope doesn't happen, or whether outside the guys we already know are hurt, or because they find someone else on the waiver wire. So, probably on tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking about who the Panthers picked up and who the casualty is as far as just who's not going to be on the roster because of those changes. But the one surprise... Absolutely to me, is that they have seven wide receivers. And I sat there and I wondered, like, Shy Smith, if he's on the roster bubble, like, how do you get rid of a player like Shy Smith? Brandon Zilstra, been really good for you, special teams-wise. Like, how could you get rid of a player like him? I never thought the Carolina Panthers were going to be in the market to trade, to add another receiver. If they wanted to trade, it might be, oh, Terrace, you go to New York. Denzel Mims, you come here. Even though I think Terrace Marshall would rather have him here than Denzel than Denzel Mims. Either way, they have seven wide receivers. So, going to try and make sense of the Chenault trade and also – Dennis Daly in Tennessee. Goodbye. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. So your network can help you find the right people to hire simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates, with just the right skills and experiences so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The NFL season is here, and I know everyone is fired up for fantasy football. Well, there's a place where you can not only just play fantasy football, but fantasy sports across the board. It's called Prize Picks, and it's one of my favorite places to go. How does it work? Well, you pick two to five players, and if they go, they score more or less in their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch, like literally, guys, any. Freaking sport, NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, eSports, NASCAR. You understand what I'm telling you here? Tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast. Withdrawals are currently operational in over 30 states and up in Canada for my Canadian listeners. So this is what you need to do. Go download the PrizePix apps or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 at prizepix.com or on the PrizePix app. When Scott Federer came to Carolina back in January of 2021, he told us that he would be in on every deal, and he was back on the phones on Monday night, wheeling and dealing once again as he traded for a wide receiver and traded away a player the Carolina Panthers were going to cut anyways in Dennis Daly. But let's go ahead and start off with LaVisca Chennault. If you... Listen to the podcast on a normal podcasting feed. You would have heard my initial thoughts. I've now kind of sat back and tried to think, have the actual terms of the trade to react to. And to try and further understand why exactly the Carolina Panthers decided that it was a necessity for them to add a seventh wide receiver. Again, the roster is going to be fluid. I don't know if they're going to have seven wide receivers come Monday. It would not surprise me if that's the case. I just don't know who they would cut. I guess maybe Andre Roberts. But I've been told that he's here to be the kick returner. So, they would have already done that as well, already with Shai Smith on the roster. So, I don't know what's going on as far as it goes with um, the wide receiver position. According to Ian Rappaport, they were looking for more playmakers. And this apparently is a perfect match between them and LaVisca Shenault. So, the Carolina Panthers... Sent the Jacksonville Jaguars a 2023 7th-round pick and a 2024 6th-round pick while the Panthers received just the player, Laviska Chenault. So good for Jacksonville for getting two picks from that player. Uh, over the course of his first two seasons in the National Football League, Chenault has 121 receptions for 1,219 yards and five touchdowns last year. He had 63 receptions for 619 yards in a goose egg in the touchdown category. Also had 41 rushing yards and 132 career rushing yards over the cross across the past two seasons and that was one of the reasons people were saying why the Panthers might have brought him in to be a rusher but doesn't look like he has that much success he certainly is not Cordero Patterson or even DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel who's been here in the past in Carolina as I mentioned yesterday Josh Norris uh Josh Norris excuse me who um is from Charlotte he works for the underdog fantasy he is a Panthers fan and he had some thoughts On LaVisca Chenault calling him the worst wide receiver in the NFL last season. Admittedly, I don't watch the Jacksonville Jaguars play because why would anyone want to waste their time doing that? They also probably play at the same time every week, one o'clock with the Carolina Panthers. And if I'm going to watch multiple games, that ain't a game that I'm interested in watching at all. So he said he was one of the worst wide receivers in the NFL. He played. He had a video on his Twitter account. Go follow him on Twitter. I think it's like Josh Norris, whatever. I'm not really sure what his, NFL, his uh, Twitter account is. And the guy got no separation. He said this on Twitter, also saying no one was good on the Jaguars. But Visca finally had an opportunity to show he can play on the outside last season due to injuries. He said he can't. He's slow, lethargic, go back and watch him versus man. So he's a bulldozer slot that lacks quickness and needs manufactured touches. And when they manufacture those touches, as far as rushes, he had 41 Rushing yards a season ago. Again, I'm not really sure why the Carolina Panthers needed to be in the market for another wide receiver and why they felt like they needed a playmaker. I have said in the past, like outside of DJ, there are question marks at wide receiver. But the last couple of weeks, at least with Shy Smith, have made me feel better about it. Robbie, we hadn't seen a lot of him. We weren't going to see a lot of him anyways this preseason. And the hope is he's going to bounce back. I think with Baker Mayfield, he can't be worse than he was last season playing with Sam Darnold, and Baker's going to put him in a position to have success. Like, Robbie, last season was the outlier. So the hope is he's going to bounce back. So you got two receivers that, at least in DJ, you know you can trust. And then Robbie, fingers crossed, you should be able to trust him. Shai Smith looked better. Terrace Marshall, when he's been healthy, has been one of the stars of training camp. Thing is, he hasn't really been healthy. Then Andre Roberts and Rashard Higgins, like, I felt like they were pretty good when it came to wide receiver, just based off of the play of guys like Higgins and Smith during training camp and the preseason. But for whatever reason, the Carolina Panthers wanted to add another one. And that player is Chenault, who his numbers don't really jump off the page. And the numbers, they only tell part of the story. And like I said, I haven't watched the Jags. And I'm not going back to watch the Jags either, just to see whether this guy's any good or not. Like I'm going to wait until next week against Cleveland and then beyond and see what he's going to add. I just didn't think that was a necessary move. When you're looking at the needs on the roster, maybe bring in another linebacker. Maybe go out there and get an edge rusher. Not maybe, like definitely go out there and get another edge rusher or another defensive lineman to add with that as well. Wide receiver, that was not a position group. Like go get a pass catching tight end. I, I don't know if they necessarily need to do that, but that would make a little bit more sense to me than wide receiver. And here's the thing. They want to get another playmaker. Okay, well... DJ and CMC are going to be 1A and 1B when it comes to your top two pass catchers this upcoming season. Like Those are the guys that you want to get the ball to as much as possible on offense. Rob Anderson is going to then be your number two. Shai Smith has played well enough to be your number three. Terrace Marshall has the potential to also be that number three. He was that up until he had the hamstring injury, and Shai Smith basically took his job from him. Richard Higgins has looked like a good number four throughout the preseason and training camp. Andre Roberts is just there to return kicks. So I, I don't know why they felt like they needed to add another playmaker. Your playmakers are DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey. Get the ball to them as much as possible. You also have a guy like Robbie Anderson who can make plays for you. And then the hope is that Shy and Terrace and Higgins can take up the scraps and maybe get something out of tight end position. I just don't really see why they felt the need to do this. They're trying to make the team better. But all they did, in in my opinion, at least right now, is just give away more picks. And that's become a habit. And at least they were able to get a pick back, so to speak, with Dennis Daly, where the Panthers uh, traded to the Tennessee Titans. And they also sent a seventh-round pick in the 2024 draft in exchange for a fifth-round pick in the 2024 draft from Tennessee. So they honestly got more back with the fifth-rounder than the uh, Jags got when the Panthers sent the sixth- and seventh-rounder to – Jacksonville for Chenault. So looking at it, Dennis Daly wasn't on the roster. Tennessee I had someone immediately text me that I used to work with down in, in Nashville, asking if Daly was any good. I'm like, no, he's not. He's never really been healthy. And when he plays, he's just okay. He had that game in London where he was the highest rated left tackle according to pro football focus. And that was basically all we saw of Dennis Daly being one of the highest rated tackles or guards or whatever position he played when he was in here in Carolina. According to Pro Football Focus. So best of luck to Dennis Daly. Good to see the Carolina Panthers at least get something for a player that they were gonna get rid of. And offensive line depth is what a lot of teams are looking for. And the Panthers are at a position where a guy like Daly last season absolutely needed. This season, based off of who you brought in with Corbett and Bozeman and drafting Icky and then elevating Brady Christensen. You didn't need him anymore, and that's a great position for the Carolina Panthers to be in, that they still have quality depth, and then they can trade away a valuable asset as an offensive lineman and a backup like Dennis Daly is, and I appreciate that, especially when they were going to get rid of him anyways. The one thing I don't necessarily love is looking at the draft picks that the Carolina Panthers no longer have in next year's draft. I have always been players over picks. If you can go out there and get a proven commodity, like a Stephon Gilmore, then so be it. Who cares about a six-round pick in 2023? I agree with that principle. I look at Les Snead over in Los Angeles with the Rams. When he traded all those picks away, to bring in Bon Miller, which wasn't that many picks. Then he brought in Jalen Ramsey, what he did with Matthew Stafford. I like that thought of players over picks. Those guys are a little bit different than Sam Darnold. A little bit different than trading up to get Matt Corral. A little bit different than getting Leviska Chenault. Jalen Ramsey... Von Miller, again, only there for a year, but still hoping him win the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, a little bit of different, a little higher weight class than the guys the Carolina Panthers have been sending picks away to. Like so far, like Darnold, obviously that didn't work out. C.J. Henderson, he's looking good, but right now, until he plays a game this season, that has not panned out to the way they wanted to have worked. Now it was always for the future, but still, Stephon Gilmore, good player. How much do the Carolina Panthers really get out of him? So I'm, I don't think I think it's fine to use a pick like that for Gilmore. But in the end, didn't get that much out of him. So looking at 2023, they, their third-round pick belongs to New England, and that was a part of the trade to move up to get Matt Corral. Their sixth-round pick belongs to New England. That was a trade to bring in Stephon Gilmore. And their seventh-round pick now belongs to Jacksonville after trading for Leviska Chenault on Monday evening. 2024, their fifth-round pick, which is likely going to be a fourth-rounder once Baker plays 70% of the snaps this upcoming season. and Fingers crossed he does, because if he doesn't, the Panthers are screwed. That's going to belong to Cleveland. They got back a fifth-round pick from Tennessee if Baker ends up not playing 70% of the snaps. So, okay, they at least got it back, but they're going to lose their fourth-round pick, it looks like. And then their sixth-round pick belongs to Jacksonville, and their seventh-round pick belongs to Tennessee. Scott Fitter said earlier this season, or this in the offseason, when he was asked about whether the Panthers would trade up or what they would trade back, what they would do as far as trying to acquire a player in the draft, he said, as an organization, we really don't want to dip into next year. But it's something that, hey, I can't believe this person is on the board. Maybe we'll look at it. But we have to be disciplined. We can't get behind on picks again. Well, they're behind on picks again. And that was more so the conversation of whether they would trade back in to day two, the second or third round. They did. They got Matt Corral after trade talks of Cleveland stalled for Baker Mayfield at the point that point in time. Had that never happened, then Baker's on the roster. They're probably paying more, but they would still have their third round pick next season or next year in the draft. Instead, they don't have a third, a sixth, or a seventh. It's a bad habit. And they don't have a roster at this point in time, at least what we've seen on the field, like what you have in Los Angeles, as that's proven that they can get to the playoffs, they can win the playoffs, and if you give them one more piece, they might be able to win the Super Bowl. That's not the same case here in Carolina. And the best way to build your roster is with draft picks. The first year, Scott Fitterer had 11, and maybe he's thought to himself... I'm going to take this by the apple to get as many players as possible. These are the 11 guys that we want to try and build our foundation upon, plus the players that were already here that I inherited. In the next couple of seasons, I'm just going to wheel and deal, try and bring in players in here and see how that works out. Well, Darnold didn't work out. We'll see about Chenault. We'll see about C.J. Henderson. And we'll see, of course, about Baker. And we'll see how it works out. I mean, really, Darnold's the only one who was an outright failure. The rest of them can pan out. We'll see, though. So that's just one kind of thought I had, just trying to make sense of the daily trade, which I have no problem with, and then the Chenault trade, which is a little bit more confusing for me, as the Carolina Panthers didn't necessarily need another wide receiver. There was a big old non-traversy on Tuesday morning that I woke up to. Apparently Baker Mayfield is upset about Cleveland and how things panned out, and he's ready to get after that as week one. Who would have thought? We'll talk about that and more here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and you can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stretching you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. So if you haven't heard, apparently Baker Mayfield is upset about how things played out in Cleveland. Remember, the Browns decided that, ah, oh, we're done with Baker. We need to go find an adult. That adult turned out to be Deshaun Watson. We've been over at nauseum all the things that Deshaun Watson Was accused of, of course, innocent until proven guilty. But there's something there to it. And there's a reason why he's suspended for 11 games. But either way, Baker Mayfield, not a fan of how the Browns Browns treated him. Not a fan, I'm sure, of guys like Stefanski and Andrew Berry and the, the Haslam family up there in Cleveland. So he's very excited, come September 11th, to play the Cleveland Browns. He has not really shown his emotion outwardly when the media has asked him about that game against Cleveland next Sunday. He said, obviously, it means a lot. I'm not going to be a robot. Like, we'll talk about it once we get to game week. And I'm very excited to hear what he has to say next week when we are there in game week. But according to Cynthia Freeland, who works for the NFL Network, she was at at Bank of America Stadium on Friday night following the uh, Buffalo Bills Panthers preseason finale. And she caught up with Baker off the record. And Baker, you know, had a little something to say to her as she was asking, like, hey, you excited about, you know, next Sunday or two Sundays? And he's like, um he said he's gonna bleep up Cleveland I'm gonna bleep him up using the f-word by the way I'm sure you've already heard this and so he decided to go share this information on the around the NFL podcast and as these things happen you say something like that it's going to end up everywhere it gets aggregated across the board and it becomes a discussion topic and then Cynthia's like oh I mean I probably shouldn't have said that yada 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 it's like oh my god here we go yet another non about Baker Mayfield being ticked off about how things ended in Cleveland of course he's upset absolutely 100% reason he should be upset about everything that happened in Cleveland I don't really care yes I think he should want to go f him up whatever it's just really funny to me how this became a controversy on Tuesday afternoon like Yeah, or Tuesday morning, all day Tuesday. Like yeah, Baker Mayfield not happy about how things panned out. So just thought I'd address that quickly as duh, the dude's mad about how things panned out in Cleveland. And that's why I'm excited for next Sunday to see what he does to those Cleveland Browns, who now have, I guess, bulletin board material in their own right, as they'll be ready to see Baker and Miles Garrett. He seemed like a guy who was ready to get after Baker as well when he spoke to the media last week. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Lockdown Panthers YouTube channel. Also, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me, at Julian Council on Twitter, to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag. In the meantime, take care, be safe. As always, keep pounding, and I will talk to you all on Thursday.